Welcome to the Picture Partners Pharmacy Podcast Series. I'm Felicity Crimston from Picture Partners. Today, I'm in conversation with Karen Carter. Karen is a highly successful businesswoman and the owner of two pharmacies based in Gunnada and Narrabri in New South Wales. Born and bred in Barnbar near Tamworth, there were only four students in her class at school. So attending Sydney University proved a big shock in many ways. Karen has always strived for success and excellence. She's a previous winner of the Sol Patterson Pharmacy of the Year, and she became a fellow of the Pharmaceutical Society of Australia in 2019. She's currently a branch committee member in the New South Wales Pharmacy Guild. Today, I want to learn more about the building blocks of Karen's success and any advice she has for people managing businesses in rural and remote areas. I'm also curious about how she manages a good work-life balance. Karen, we've got so much to talk about. Welcome and thank you for making time to speak with me. It's great to be here, Felicity. So Karen, you're a country girl, born and bred in Barn Bar as we heard. Did you always know you'll end up living and working in the bush? I didn't actually know where I would end up. I schooled in Barn Bar with the whole of 30 children in the school and then went to Tamworth for secondary schooling and then the class in pharmacy was around 120 in our class, so that was a big jump. But I did actually love being in Sydney. Excellent. So you've had a fascinating career path. You worked in both community and hospital pharmacies. Where did your initial interest in pharmacy come from? I loved chemistry and biology at school, so both of those matched pharmacy quite well. My brother thought that I should have been a vet for his farm, but I wasn't as interested in animals as humans. So that's what led me to the path of pharmacy, which allowed me the mix of science and helping people. Excellent. So tell me about how your career evolved and your overall pharmacy journey. So after doing the Bachelor of Pharmacy at Sydney University, I felt as though I didn't know enough. And I then did the Diploma of Hospital Pharmacy, which was a great year where we could be at hospital as well as university and I saw four different hospitals and I was working with the other pharmacists so I was learning on the job. That led to me to work at Prince Henry Hospital in the intensive care and renal unit. The renal unit was just fascinating. It just showed me that we had to be so careful with drugs in renal disease and I really enjoyed the year I had at Prince Henry. I then did some locum work in the country because at that time I had a personal experience of um, losing my sister so I wanted to come leave Sydney and come back closer to home and I locumed in Forbes, Wewar, Corindai and then eventually found a job in a pharmacy in Gunnada and that led to a partnership. After a few years I wanted to take over the business myself as I could see lots of opportunities and sometimes in, in partnerships you need to have uh, like-minded people and we, we did want the same thing but I think I was driven to be doing lots of change and I actually do like change which has probably been very good over the last 30 years in pharmacy because we've gone through lots of change. My husband was a bank officer and so I got him to learn MYOB and do the books 
and we sort of had our children in the back of the pharmacy and Dave did the books and I was at the front. So even though we went to work together, we really weren't working all the time together. But having someone else looking at the business allowed us to do some planning on what we wanted to do with the business and I could then focus on being out the front and focusing on making some really important relationships with our customers and for other health professionals. That's great, Karen. So Karen, it must be a tough decision trying to raise your children and build a business at the same time. I understand you were in partnership before you had your two children and decided to buy out your partner's interest two months before Justin was born. I'm sure this wasn't an easy move, having to balance your family needs and the needs of the business. So what are some of the challenges faced being a mum while building and growing your own business? There's lots of challenges and time is the biggest challenge because you want to spend as much quality time with your family, especially with new children, uh, new babies. So my husband, Dave, was very supportive and he helped me be able to be a mum and be in business. Obviously, during the day, I was really busy in the business and then and Dave would, you know, bring the kids in to uh, get breastfed out, out the back of the dispensary and then at night time, I would be taking over and being involved in, in being a mum. Obviously, there's stigma. Not everyone believes that the mum should be working, so there's stigma around that and that can come from colleagues like male doctors or it can come from people your customer base as well however because our children were raised out the back of the dispensary and Dave would take them for a walk to have a little sleep then a lot of the town knew that what we were doing so they could see that we were running a business but also raising a family at the same time lots of challenges with it but and you and you and you're exhausted by the end of the week, but really rewarding. I guess you know now people know my children quite well because of uh, those earlier years. I'm Felicity Crimston from Picture Partners Pharmacy Advisors, and I'm in conversation with Karen Carter. Despite all the challenges and hard work, you must be so thrilled and proud of what you have achieved so far. Own a pharmacy in Canada and a few years later bought another pharmacy and you eventually merged the two stores. When you identified the opportunity to buy the second pharmacy, was the intention at the time to merge both stores? What led to the decision and can you tell us a bit more about the process? So we became aware of a pharmacy being for sale in our town and we thought there's an opportunity here where we could take over that business or someone else could take over that business and then we would be left to sink rather than be swimming. So we had Dick Marist, who was with Folding at the time, come and tell us about the business opportunity and my mum was very instrumental in, in saying go for it so that was good to have family backing as well as someone in the pharmacy area backing us and saying you can do this. The opportunity 
was that we could merge the two pharmacies because my lease on one business was going to be finishing in nine months' time. So it allowed me to have nine months to prepare for this merge. Merging pharmacies is quite a challenge because you have to merge two sets of staff. You have challenges of what product mix that you're going to bring to the one business. And I think with those challenges, there's also opportunities. So instead of having the boss in one business and not in the other, you actually had the boss in the, in the business under the same roof. So that allowed us to, you know, have the running of the business with all of the staff merged. And it worked really well. We did lose a couple of staff, but then we, you know, we had so many opportunities and gained so much and the business did really well. Obviously, having that assurance from family and support network is very important, but you obviously aren't afraid to leap into opportunities and often seek challenges and change. You also mentioned before that you enjoy change, which is great, as not everyone can embrace change. You recently made the decision to automate your dispensary and install a robot in the dispensary. This requires change in the dispensary workflow and change in roles and responsibilities of your team. This obviously isn't an overnight decision. So what led to the decision to install a robot? And how did you prepare the team for the change whilst ensuring that they embraced and adjusted to the change? So I was actually at Pharmacy Connect with with you, Felicity, and I could see in the trade fair that there were some robots there. So there was a Webster robot, which we thought was a great opportunity to use because our Packing was increasing at the time and I could see the benefits in having an automation of this process. So we installed the Webster robot first and that allowed us to move the Webster packing to an area in the pharmacy which was less distraction for the Webster packing girls and and it was it was a really great process and the time saved was immense and we could then catch up because we tended to be always lagging behind with dispensing the medications for those Websters. At that same conference the Guild had the nine pathways and one of them was automation and so we looked at the ROA robot for the dispensary and this was installed probably 12 months after the decision was made. And this again was a time-saving exercise. We were then allowed to have the pharmacists out the front to be talking to people, to be delivering services like vaccination. And with the pandemic, this has saved us so much time. In March, when we were doing a lot of vaccinations, we could still have a seamless process of prescription dispensing whilst doing a lot of vaccinations. So it's saved the pharmacists a lot of time, but it's also saved our staff a lot of time. And yes, it is a change process. So to get the team ready, we had meetings to discuss how the workflow was going to be. We allowed the staff to have input into the dispense layout with the shop fitters and then once 
the robot was installed, which was a little chaotic for a couple of weeks with dispensary stock in boxes to allow it to be put into the robot. But once it was in, the staff really embraced it. And especially one of my older dispensary technicians who I thought may have um, struggled with the concept, but she actually really has embraced it and she uses it to help order stock. And so sometimes I think you may have fear that some of your team might not embrace change, but some of them actually can see the benefits and um, can roll with it. So I think sometimes be a little bit open-minded with your team because one staff member didn't embrace it as well, and but most of the others have. And so we had to change one staff member's role to you know, adjust and accommodate uh, the different change. Was it difficult to break the news? Did it uh, no, they were very excited <laughs> uh, because I was enthusiastic with it and I could see that there were lots of time-saving areas, especially we have a prologue which feeds the stock in and so our, our team member who unpacks orders actually um, just gets a box and just throws it on the conveyor belt. So it does save... Uh, all of our team a lot of time uh, and then when things go out of stock and you're not sure which brand you have and you're and you're not racing around all the dispensary to see which brand you have you can just um, call it up and see what is available in the robot and then use that stock so lots of time savings with the uh, robot yeah I'm sure your excitement would have made a huge difference yes I think embracing uh, change as well with enthusiasm and sharing your ideas with the team helps to allow the change process to occur. So given how successful you are now as a community pharmacist and owner, if you were to go back in time, would you do anything differently? Stay in hospital a little bit longer just to get a little bit more experience. With being in a hospital, you working in a team and that involves your professor of renal medicine and you have your nurses, you have your physiotherapists, and, and so that was a really good to see how a pharmacist can be a cog in the wheel in that team. And in going into ownership, I actually wouldn't change being in ownership early because I had a lot of passion for working and I, I think that it allowed me to do lots of things. So I would, I would definitely go into business early again. What about the personal sacrifices? Have you had to make many personal sacrifices to get to where you are now? Probably being not being a full-time mum is always a bit of a guilt trip. But in saying that, I had to do lots of planning to be able to be with my children at different things. So I would just work with other pharmacists to be able to um, step in where I, if I wanted to go with my children to something. So it just took a little bit more planning and I had a really good support network. So I had family, fellow pharmacists, and my pharmacy staff were fantastic at being able to, you know, be there when I wasn't there. So that helped me to be the, you know, part-time mum. But I guess that was my biggest sacrifice. I'm Felicity Crimston from Picture Partners Pharmacy Advisors, and I'm in conversation with Karen Carter. Okay, so planning is indeed the key to running a successful business. Has strategic planning been a big part of your success? 
Yes, I think so. We were given different opportunities at different times. There was a, a time when one of the pharmacies in, in our town was for sale and we purchased it, ran two pharmacies for about 10 months and then merged the two pharmacies. That was a challenge, but it was also really good to bring in different different staff merging together. So that was that was really rewarding. And then moving in between different groups. So we were uh, Sol Pattinson and then MCAL and then we're now with the Instago group. So that has been good to do some planning and, and see which direction we were going to. And then other planning, we there was an opportunity to buy a pharmacy in Narrabri in 2009. So we took that opportunity. Karen, what about the benefits of being your own boss? It does give you flexibility to do what suits you and your family, but you also have family members working in the business. Can you tell us who is involved and how that works? So as I mentioned before, Dave, my husband, is full-time in our business. So we actually doubled his workload when we bought Narrabri, but didn't double mine. So I thought that was a good thing. And Justin, my son, studied pharmacy and he was our intern last year and he's now working as a pharmacist alongside me in the business. So it looks like you've got a great family business operating there. How are you at managing a good work-life balance? Do you have any tips? Uh, So you do have to take a little bit of time for yourself. And that's really important to take time with the family and look after yourself. So sport has always been my way to forget about everything and 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 I am quite competitive so that probably is good for business but it's also good on the sporting field so I enjoy sport so at the moment I'm trying to fit tennis and golf on on Saturday and hoping to have water in our dam this year for water skiing I enjoy going to conferences and mixing with other people so that's always good and I think you've got to enjoy what you do and I actually do really enjoy working in my business so I wouldn't be doing it otherwise. So it is great to have good work-life balance. Clearly in small communities, patients rely on you a lot. You have their trust and you have relationships with other health professionals so you can provide your patients with integrative health care. How do you foster that relationship with, let's say, your local doctors? I think it's important to um, have respect and also to work with doctors. So we have quite a good relationship with our local doctors at the moment. Everyone's under quite a bit of stress, so we try not to cause too much extra stress to them. We do our meds checks and then send around a report so that the doctors are in the loop with that. If we get referrals for our sleep tests, then we make sure that they receive the results and it's just a working sort of good working relationship our optometrists are prescribing so that's been a great to be able to refer to our local optometrists for eye conditions and then you know referring to local physios podiatrists it's sort of working within the team community nurses are also valuable and we try and work with with our local community Yeah, it is indeed very important to have a great relationship with the local health professionals. Karen, and I know you're very passionate about patient health outcomes. What services do you provide in your pharmacies 
with a health and service focus. So early on when we could become accredited pharmacists to do home medication reviews, I did my accreditation and that was to add value to patients' care by suggesting different regimes or alerting doctors to things that patients might be doing which may be against their the advice of the doctor. So the home medication service we've been doing since about 2003. This also involves reviews with the aged care services and this has taken me to facilities in Walgett and Burke as well as in Weewar, Bogabri, Narrabri and Gunnedah. So it's quite a wide area that we do the reviews. Sleep apnea was a sort of focus from about 2005 and we do sleep services where people can have a test for sleep apnea and we also have the equipment to do trials on CPAP and this is really rewarding because people can you know if they sleep or if their partner sleeps then you know they're they're both grateful for you know that health service and with the sleep service you know recently I had a lady who slept for eight hours and her she felt so good after you know one night of CPAP and so and she'd put it off for some years and she liked the local service and her husband had a great night's sleep as well so it was you know really rewarding. We also try and be involved in any research that's going on so with the University of Sydney we've been involved with um the HbA1c screening and another sleep focus. So we do try and be involved with universities for research and we enjoy doing that. I guess I've always liked lifelong learning and that's why I'm quite focused on health and service. And I just think that people in the country should get the same service as people in the city. But unfortunately, it's quite difficult to have the access to specialists. So that's why I, I try and bring as, as many services as I can to my customers here. And I'm actually studying wound care to improve that service in Gamada. I'm Felicity Crimston from Picture Partners Pharmacy Advisors, and I'm in conversation with Karen Carter. So I just want to take a moment to understand what life is like running a business in the bush. Like you mentioned, whilst the rewards of owning a pharmacy in rural areas can be significant, there are no doubt challenges associated with owning a pharmacy or pharmacies outside the major cities. So what's the biggest challenge facing pharmacists in rural, regional and remote pharmacies? I think it's to attract great pharmacists to your area and to keep them in the job and also getting good staff for pharmacy assistance as well. There are times when you do have to work seven days straight and you then can get some time off. So that that is quite a big challenge and you don't want to get burnout. So it's trying to look after yourself and, and your staff and your team and trying to ensure that if you do have young pharmacists that they get time off. They also, you know, being given the education to be able to deliver these programs. So not just putting them on a, you know, in a situation where they feel uncomfortable. I think it's all about, you know, fostering those relationships with your customers and your other healthcare professionals to 
try and keep everyone happy and healthy. So I think that's quite a challenge. But I think the rewards are so, you know, so much on the plus side. So, you know, it takes me seven minutes to get to work for Gunnedah and an hour for Narrabri. But it's a lovely drive past Barnbar where I grew up and my family's still got the farm. So, you know, I just see what they're doing. It's actually a good time for me to catch up on phone calls and and that sort of thing. The it's it's a pleasure to go to work, so it's it's not stressful and yeah, it's it's just a really good lifestyle. So as you know, the shortage of rural pharmacists is an ongoing problem and owners are having difficulty attracting good pharmacists. While the number of pharmacy graduates is going up, it hasn't actually translated into more rural pharmacists or increased interest in rural opportunities. So what would you say to pharmacy owners to encourage them to look at opportunities in rural areas? And what do you think the industry needs to do to encourage young pharmacists to venture into these regions? I think the universities are trying to get um, students to come on rural placements and then the young pharmacists can see what they can actually do in uh, in a rural pharmacy. So I was listening into one of my pharmacists the other day speaking to a student that we had and she was saying how, you know, rewarding it is that you can, you know, dress a person's wound and, you know, you might be helping them with sleep apnea and, you know, doing other services that you may not always do in other pharmacies. So I think showing students that it's very rewarding pharmacy career. Living in country towns, you know, you can have a great life and be in a country area. It's not that far to Sydney or, you know, your capital. And, you know, getting involved in the community as well. The I think the pay is probably more rewarding as well for country areas. And that may be something that uh, young pharmacists are interested in. Yeah, so it definitely does sound like the rewards would outweigh the downside of moving into a more rural, remote area. So finally, I just wanted to ask you about this service versus price debate. There was some research released by the Sydney Pharmacy School recently showing that perceived service quality is linked with prescribed medicine adherence rates and that better patient outcomes are achieved by those attending service-focused instead of price-focused pharmacies. So many retailers, not just pharmacists, aspire to this. How do you win customers and create advocates based on service rather than price? I think it comes down to relationships with your customers and knowing that they can trust you and provide different services. So recently we had a daughter come in wanting a new Webster for her dad and you know, I noticed that he hadn't been taking something for the last month and mentioned this. So we started a Webster and she gave him the job that he, because he loves coming in to see us, to, to be weekly coming in to collect his Webster pack so that he still, you know, enjoys coming to the pharmacy, but, you know, he'll be more compliant with his medication. So I do agree that the service quality may actually be linked to the medicine adherence rates. To win customers over, I think we need to have our, have trust in ourselves and get customers to trust us. And I think it's all those added services that 
really it's a whole pharmacy consumer experience rather than just one thing costing one thing. So it's your overall health rather than a perceived item. Why is pharmacy ownership so different to being an employee in a pharmacy? I think it it's really important to have skin in the game to build those relationships because you need to really work on those relationships. And I know all pharmacists do, but having skin in the game allows us to really work on those relationships and keep those relationships, uh, especially with our customers. So that's going the extra mile to ensure that, you know, they're happy every time they come in and every time they leave the pharmacy. So I think, you know, it's it's really rewarding if you can get young pharmacists to be involved in ownership because they can see at an early age that it's it is a little scary to start with when when you when you see those big numbers that you owe but as my accountant tells me it's just a number so i think if you can you know still sleep at night with those big numbers and so having skin in the game is really important so i would really advocate for young people to go into business and it may be that you know you're a female and you're not married and you know you don't know where you're going to end up but sometimes um, it'll all work out. So it's taking that leap of faith to try ownership and see how you go. Karen, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your experience as a pharmacy owner in regional Australia. It's been fascinating to hear your story. I'm sure you've inspired many young pharmacists to think about going bush. Thank you, Karen. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Felicity. It was great talking with you. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Picture Partners Pharmacy Podcast Series. I'm Felicity Crimston from Picture Partners.